Hello and welcome to Nick's Knack for Word Neologisms, episode 11, where we define and discuss the most amazing words in the English language. This episode is going to be different than the previous episodes in that this episode is a review. So we're going to review all the words that we've covered in episodes 1 through 5. And literally, I'm just going to go through my website and look at the words we've covered, and then hopefully I'm going to be able to review them by memory. Because actually, when I was doing some of these, there was a few words that I was like, I'm not really sure if I know their definitions or not. So I think there's maybe three or four words I might be unsure of, but hopefully when I get to them, because we've created some mnemonics together, that I'll be able to recall them appropriately and not mess up their definitions. <laughs> That's the plan, at least. All right, so let's get started. Uh, episodes one through five, we covered three words per episode, so that would be 15 total words we're going to we're going to review in this uh, review episode or in this review podcast. So episode one, we covered neologism, mnemonic, and prevaricate. So let's get started with that episode. Neologism, if you can recall that definition, is just a new word. So that's the meaning of a neologism is anything that's a new word or any word that has taken on a new meaning. So I think the example we used in that episode was tankini. So you combine the word uh, tan with or excuse me, you combine tank top with bikini to form tankini, which is a new sort of swimsuit. Or if you have the word like ice and you're like, yo, gangsta, wearing a lot of fat ice today, dog. That's pretty good, right, for a gangster impression? Then that would be a neologism for the word ice because now ice has come to mean jewelry. All right, so the second word was mnemonic. A mnemonic is any sort of device that you use to assist your memory when recalling certain events or when recalling something in particular. So one of the examples we used on the podcast was Roy G. Biv, which is an acronym for the colors of the rainbow. So that's an example of a mnemonic. And the last word we covered for this episode was prevaricate. And if you remember that definition... It just was the fancy word for lying. So when someone prevaricates, they're merely just lying. Don't prevaricate, tell the truth. Right? All right. That's episode one. So episode two, we covered ambivalent, obfuscate, and salubrious. You guys remember those definitions? So ambivalent means being on the fence about something. So if you're ambivalent about something, you can't really make up your mind about it. You have sort of mixed feelings about something. Eh, I'm ambivalent whether or not I should go to the movies. 11 bucks, kind of expensive. Or is it 12? It's been a while since I've been. And then the word obfuscate, how about that word? Obfuscate, this is one of the words where I should remember, obfuscate. Sounds like it's definition, I believe. So I think obfuscate is to make something murky, to make something confusing, to make something unclear. So when you're obfuscating you might not be telling the truth about something, or you might be unclear in expression, obfuscate. I better just double check and make sure that's the definition. Some of you guys out there are probably like, duh, that's what obfuscate means. It's easy. Obfuscate, render obscure, unclear, or unintelligible. Close enough, you guys. All right, how about the word salubrious? That's a good word, salubrious. Salubrious just means something that is healthy for you, or something that is healthful. So a salubrious meal might consist of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and some other crap, right? All right, 
That was episode two. So episode three, we covered juxtapose, misanthropic, and affable. So the first word juxtapose merely means something that is placed near something else or if something is in close proximity. And I think the example used in that podcast was if you're in traffic and you're in a traffic jam, then you are juxtaposed, you are juxtaposed to four cars, one car in front of you, one car to the left, one car to the right, and one car behind you because those, cl- those cars are right near you. So that is juxtaposed, juxt- juxtaposition is the noun. And then the next word is misanthropic, my favorite word, and it simply means hatred of man, hatred of mankind. So if you're having a misanthropic day, you're having a day where you're not liking mankind. And the antonym, if you recall, was philanthropic, which we've, which you're probably familiar with, right? A philanthropist is someone who gives to ma- mankind, and a misanthropist is someone who would probably take from mankind. So that's misanthropy, which is the noun. And then the next word is affable, which is sort of an antonym of misanthropy in a certain respect because it means friendly. So an affable chap is someone who's very friendly, someone who is cordial, someone who you'd like to meet, someone who you'd probably like to hang out with. Whereas a misanthropist, I don't think so. I don't think the I don't think you could ever have an affable misanthropist. Pretty sure those are mutually exclusive terms. All right. So, that's episode 3. Let's move on to episode 4. As you can see, I don't really have a rubric for this review. So I'm just kind of going through willy nilly and reviewing these. Hopefully that you guys are going to find this helpful. Uh, episode four, we covered countenance, esoteric and loqua- loquacious and countenance. Let's see. I think there was multiple definitions for this one, but the main one that's used for countenance is facial expression or um, how, or the, the way that someone is uh, looking. If that makes sense. Well, the way that they're appearing, their facial expression, how they're, how they are contorting their face, I guess you could say, to form a certain expression. So if someone has a, a mean countenance on their face, maybe their eyebrows are furled and their head is slightly cocked downwards and they're staring at you or something. Countenance can also mean um, uh, approval as a noun. So if you approve of something, then you could say, oh, that is something that I countenance because you approve it. So Um, You may not countenance a menacing countenance on someone's face if you follow that. So if someone has a uh, mean look on their face, you may not approve of it. So you may not countenance it. So facial expression or it means approval. And the next word is esoteric. I love this word. Esoteric means... It means... um, Something that is hard to understand, something that is understood only by a select few or a select group of people. So esoteric knowledge would be something that maybe only a handful of people know and that only a handful of people can know. So that's esoteric. Difficult to understand would sort of be um, another way of understanding the word esoteric. And then the last word is loquacious. We have a loquacious host today, folks. Someone who's very loquacious is someone who is very talkative. And sometimes it's used pejoratively in a sense that mm, if, you're, if you're loquacious, you're almost over-talkative to a bad degree. You're sort of chatty, you know, talking about, aimlessly talking about something that has no importance whatsoever. 
Might be a loquacious person, or it could just mean someone who's talkative. So that was episode four. All right, episode five is our last episode for this review. Meretricious, equivocate, and augury. Hmm, that last word. If you guys remember that last word, I cannot stand augury. All right, so meretricious means, let's see, I think the mnemonic we used was something that sort of lacked merit. So something that was pretentious, something that maybe on the outside looked real, looked real, but when you really looked at it, you realize, you know, there's nothing there to, to it. It's fake, it's false, it's pretentious, it's meretricious. And then meretricious could also be relating to um, a prostitute. I think that I think I gave an example of um, women dancing in Amsterdam, prostitutes dancing in Amsterdam because they dance behind those glass walls, and it's sort of it's sort of gaudy and lewd in nature, um, and it's meretricious because it lacks merit. It's not really the real thing. It's not real love behind the glass. It's false. So meretricious is that which is sort of appealing but false in nature, okay? And then we have the word equivocate. Hmm, equivocate. What does equivocate mean? Equivocate means... uh, Equivocate means... I know what it means, but I can't say it. It's right there in the word. This This should be the easiest word to define, equivocate. It means you're not your... Not unsure, but it's like you are sort of, it's sort of similar to obfuscation. Equivocate means that, um, oh my God, you guys, I'm like, I know what it means, but I can't say it. It's like indirect. No, equivocate. Holy cow. I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on this one. It's like, I know it and I can hear it in my head, but I just can't say it. Equivocate. Equivocate. This is terrible. Okay, can we come back to this one? Let me just cover the next word and then I'm gonna come back to equivocate. All right, the other word is augury. Augury means to uh, foretell or to predict something. So augury is a noun, but you can use it as a verb, augurs. So um, after I played the lotto and I realized that the first number that was drawn was not my number. It did not augur well for me. That's a terrible example. This is really going bad, you guys. <laughs> augur is a prediction of some sort. And an, uh, an augur back in the ancient times was someone who tried to foretell events based on the innards of animals, which is kind of disgusting. So that's the word augury. Just think of prediction, it's synonymous with prediction. All right, let's go back to the word equivocate. Uh Uh-oh, here it comes, equivocate. Equivocate means, yeah, I'm just trying to blank. All right, you know what? I don't want to type this one in. I'm really resisting the urge to look it up. Equivocate, what does it mean? Oh, my God. It means, well, the good news is that (laughs) I'm sure that none of us will forget the meaning of equivocate once I say its definition. And you guys probably know what it means, equivocate. Um, God, it's like it, it means to, it's almost, it's not lying, but it's like to to not be clear in expression. If you're equivocating, you're, you're, yeah, you're not being clear in expression. You are not, you're not giving a distinct answer. 
Equivocate. That's still a terrible definition. All right. You know what? I'm, I'm going to have to cheat you guys. I'm going to have to define it here. This is horrible. Let's just not tell any. Use ambiguous language so as to con- so as to conceal the truth or to avoid committing oneself. Oh my God! Ambiguous language. Wow. So it is kind of synonymous with prevaricate. Equivocate. To use ambiguous language so as to conceal the truth, or committing, or avoid committing oneself. Ambiguous. Be evasive. Dodge the question. Beat around the bush hedge equivocate use ambiguous language so as to conceal the truth or avoid committing oneself be vague vague that's the word that's the word that sums up the word equivocate you guys that's the word i was looking for vagueness yes when someone is vague they are equivocating yeah because i don't think prevaricate and equivocate are that synonymous i can see how they're related but i think vague yes that's the word i was looking for vague Out of all the words I thought I was going to botch, that probably would have been the last one. Okay. Oh, that was crazy. All right. So I think that sums it up for our review. I don't know how well this podcast is going to go in terms of its reviews. I might have to listen to this and try to rework it or something, but it's the first one. So maybe the next review, next episode will be a little better. We'll see. This one was very impromptu, but sometimes impromptu works better. You know what I mean? So anyhow... That's Nick Snack for Neologisms, episode 11. You guys stay tuned for episode 12, which will be another review of episodes 6 through 10. And if you haven't already, um, leave me a review on iTunes. And I wanted to share with you guys a review that I received from Springs from a podcast called um, Springs and Mr. Geek. Apparently, they listen to random podcasts and then they host their own podcasts talking about those podcasts and other things of that nature. So here's the the review they left me on my website. I thought it was kind of cute. So Spring said, my countenance is affable as I listen to the loquacious host. He does not obfuscate his love for language and neologisms. Not wanting to prevaricate, I am ambivalent about this podcast. Juxtaposed, semicolon. The benefits of its salubriousness and my laziness. I am misanthropic regarding elite esoteric groups, but logophiles are an interesting bunch, so I think I will continue to listen to this podcast. Oh, and mnemonic is my favorite word he chose. (laughs) That's kind of random. All right, thank you, Springs, for that wonderful, loquacious, and pertinent review. We appreciate it. Stay tuned for episode 12, you guys. I will see you then. Bye.